Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Liv is right behind me playing with some toys, so hopefully it's not too loud. But today I am sharing my thoughts on motherhood because I am a officially one year postpartum, or actually more specifically like 13 months postpartum. So I kind of just wanted to talk about some of my thoughts about motherhood up at this point. There's a lot of things. I actually, my thoughts a year later, I kind of have so many thoughts. So I'm going to try and get through through as much of it as I can and keep this episode as short as I can before Liv starts needing me. But before I get into all that, I literally had so many notes. I accidentally deleted all of it. So this is my second attempt at getting all my thoughts out onto the screen here and sharing with you what I wrote down again. But the first thing is time literally flies. It, it literally does. And I just want to say that they are not kidding about this. I know everyone says it, but it legit is the truth. I feel like the last year was legit a blur. It's just crazy how fast time flies. But anyway, my advice on this is just soak it all up. This is also why I'm trying to always be better and better at being more present with live day in and day out. And sometimes it's challenging, especially, especially with all the responsibilities that we have. And it's not always fun or easy to sit down and play. And then with that, all the distractions don't help either, but I am getting better. And at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And she appreciates it. And she needs that one-on-one -on -one interaction and like eye contact and have like 100% of my attention and interaction and to really help not just build our bond but really like teach her how to have healthy relationships and to be able to depend on me and all those other things. The next thing I wanted to touch on is just embracing the different seasons of life and especially motherhood. I'm telling you it's literally like having a baby and being like a, a mother, especially a first time mother, I feel like everything is like tiny little seasons that feel like they're lasting forever, but then they feel like once they're over, it felt like it was like a flash, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's such, such a weird thing to experience, but that has been my experience so far. But I've also, I've noticed that the different seasons that come up, especially hard ones, I just remind myself, I'm like, okay, this too shall pass. Like this is temporary. This is not forever. So that those are my thoughts on that. And then on the hard days, I just remind myself this too shall pass and nothing is forever. It's all temporary. And honestly, everything about parenthood is temporary, which is crazy to think about, but it's true. There also are a lot of things that I never imagined I would do or wouldn't do. There are several things that I have done or am doing that probably are a little bit controversial or can be controversial. I know not everyone parents the same, and that's another point that I want to make is not everyone parents the same. Not everyone has the same parenting style. Not everyone has the same beliefs. Not everyone has the same perspective, mentality, whatever. So obviously everyone's situation is going to look different. Everyone's kid is different. Every individual adult is different. So obviously no family scenario is exactly the same. So I just want to share my perspective on different things and what I'm doing. And this is no hate, no judge. If you do or don't do these things, this is just what has been working for me. Know that everyone parents differently and everyone has 
what works for them and what doesn't work for them. My goal in sharing this information and my experience and my thoughts is to inspire you hopefully on your own journey as a parent and hopefully bring some awareness to you about the different topics for you to look at and decide yourself what you believe is best for you and your baby. So I'm just going to get into it. So the very first thing is co-sleeping. This is something that I did not think I was going to be doing at all, but because I breastfeed, it actually makes it so much easier for myself and for Liv. I've been doing it since she was a newborn. When she was a newborn, I actually had a bassinet next to the bed. So I would lay her down when she would fall asleep in that, but then she would wake up to need to feed every three hours and whatnot. Since then, we bed share with her and I follow safe guidelines. Definitely do your research on that, especially safety precautions when it comes to that. But I will say that me and her, we get the best sleep. I am not sleep deprived. We both get really, really good long stretches of sleep at night. And obviously not every night is the same. Sometimes we both go to bed later or whatnot, but that's been my experience and I have loved it ever since it has really helped not only build our bond but also keep my milk supply nice and strong and not being separated by her and today's society i feel like mothers are not supported in the way that they should be supported in so many ways that's another topic for another episode i definitely want to get some experts on the podcast hopefully in the near future but in the meantime i'm just sharing my experience but i think that i can credit my incredible milk supply to never being separated by her especially at night but that is just my personal preference and I do not believe in sleep training but that again that's another episode for another day oh, like that's such an expansive topic very controversial but I love that I have actually found a lot of women online who do the same and that can relate and that just and a lot of information and, and support and community of women online that I can speak to and relate to and just feel seen and understood and not alone in this journey. I also feel like keeping her close definitely helps, like I said, with our bond. It helps release tons of oxytocin, which is the feel-good hormone for both of us. And I think there's so many benefits to it for not just her, but me as well. So the baby and the mother. So yeah, those are my thoughts on that topic. I think that separating mom from baby only hurts the milk supply, which is, like I said, a whole nother topic and issue to discuss in another episode and would love to bring on an expert on that topic. But do your research and make sure to look into safe co-sleeping practices. The next thing is I did not think I would be doing is breastfeeding longer than a year. There's just way too many benefits to breastfeeding. Again, this is a topic that I want to bring an expert on in the podcast in the future. There are so many benefits to breastfeeding as long as possible. And if you can naturally breastfeed for the first few years of your life, if nature allows it, why stop a good thing? Why cut that off? If it wasn't normal or natural, your body wouldn't be able to do it. So of course, I'm going to go with nature and not go against it because that is how God designed it to be. I am going on 13 months postpartum. Liv is 13 months and I have been breastfeeding her for the past 13 months and I have been absolutely loving it and exclusively breastfeeding. I actually don't pump unless I act like I really have to. So when it comes to breastfeeding, it's so incredible the whole process, but your milk will change to your baby's needs as they grow, which is incredible. So the milk that I made yesterday or last week or last month is not going to be the same as what I'm making today because it's specifically 
curated for her needs, which is insane. And it's another reason why I personally don't really believe in pumping and storing a bunch of milk to then give her in the future because that milk was made specifically for her at that age, if that makes sense. But that's just why I do it. I understand that not everyone is in the same situation or whatnot, but for me personally, this is what is working for me and what I feel good about for myself and my journey. I don't really use bottles or pump like ever. I have yet to touch the free pump that I got through my insurance, which reminds me, I actually need to figure out how I can best donate that. But anytime I do pump or have to pump, I would use the portable hands-free LV pump. I hate it. It hurts, but in a pinch, it's great. Also, another thing I love about just exclusively breastfeeding and not pumping at all is I'm not at the sink all day long washing bottles and dishes. Like, obviously, I'm there enough as it is with my own dishes. I'd rather not spend even more time at the sink every day having to wash parts and whatnot. That's just a whole other thing that I am happy that I don't have to deal with. And I also love that it's fresh and like straight from the tap when she feeds. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I just feel it much better about that obviously everyone's situation is different but that's just what works for me and what i've been loving so far on my journey my breastfeeding journey so yeah so the next thing is i i don't follow schedule so i have been exclusively breastfeeding on demand and i've also been doing sleeps and naps on demand i don't follow any type of schedule obviously i do try and get her to sleep at night around eight hopefully no later I do my best but I'm not like okay she has to go to sleep at this time and then try and force her to go to sleep it's like I would rather go with the flow of her like natural body's rhythm if that makes sense so when she's tired she lets me know when she's hungry she lets me know it's so easy to just follow those cues and not follow a certain schedule and fight her trying to get her to go to sleep when she's not tired or trying to feed her when she's not hungry so that has just worked so well for me obviously like I said everyone's situation is different other people might have different schedules that they have to follow but for this is what works for me and I absolutely love it it just feels so natural and it's not I feel like I'm not forcing anything and of course there are days where we have plans or we're going somewhere and there is like a certain schedule to the day I can still feed her and help her nap or whatnot when she needs to she actually does a really good job of falling asleep in the middle of noise and I've been doing that since she was a newborn so that is really really helpful with getting her to sleep so the next thing i'm going to talk about is the concept of conscious parenting i absolutely love this love 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 i'm all about it and one of my favorite people to follow online is the mellow mama she has an incredible podcast definitely go give it a good listen but her content is amazing and she talks all about conscious parenting and i am just loving the principles and just everything about conscious parenting i'm just all about it <laughs> i've talked about conscious parenting before on the podcast but i love the concept i love the idea i love the teachings of it and if you're not familiar here is what chat gpt replied with a detailed explanation of what conscious just parenting in towels and oh my god it's literally chef's kiss so this is what chat gbt said when i asked what is conscious parenting it said conscious parenting also known as mindful parenting is an approach to raising children that involves being fully 
present and aware in your interactions with your child. It emphasizes a deep connection between parent and child, as well as a focus on the child's emotional and psychological well-being. Here are some key principles and aspects of conscious parenting, and it goes on to say, let's see, 12 different key principles. So number one, mindfulness. Conscious parents practice mindfulness, which means being aware of the present moment without judgment. They pay attention to their thoughts, feelings, and reactions when interacting with their children. Two, emotional regulation. Conscious parents work on their own emotional regulation and self-awareness. They strive to understand and manage their own emotions in order to respond to their child's needs effectively. Three, empathy. They cultivate empathy towards their children, trying to understand their feelings, thoughts, and perspectives. This helps in building strong emotional bonds. Four, nonviolent communication. Conscious parenting promotes nonviolent or compassionate communication. Parents learn to express themselves honestly yet kindly and listen actively to their child's feelings and needs. Five, respect for autonomy. This approach respects the child's autonomy and individuality. Parents encourage their children to make age-appropriate choices and express their opinions. I also asked ChatGBT to expand more on what autonomy is, and I will go on to that after I finish these points. Six, setting healthy boundaries. While respecting autonomy, conscious parents also set healthy boundaries. They provide structure and guidance in a way that is supportive rather than controlling. I am all about that (laughs) because honestly, you're going to get so much resistance the more you try to control things. And it just, I feel like it backfires and makes things worse and really hurts your relationship with you and your child. Number seven, modeling behavior. Conscious parents understand that children often learn from observing their parents' actions than from what they say. They aim to model the behaviors and values that they want to instill in their children. Eight, parenting as a growth journey. Conscious parenting is seen as a personal growth journey for parents. They continuously reflect on their own beliefs and behaviors, seeking to evolve and improve as parents. Number nine, conflict resolution. Instead of resorting to punishment or anger, conscious parents focus on constructive conflict resolution. They teach problem-solving skills and encourage open communication. 10, unconditional love. This one I love. (laughs) Conscious parenting emphasizes the importance of unconditional love and acceptance. Children are assured that their worthiness is not tied to their behavior, but is a given. Just like God's love, you know, it's unconditional. And love that we don't deserve, but it's unconditional, which is why I love it so much. Uh, Number 11, flexible discipline. Discipline is viewed as an opportunity for learning rather than punishment. Discipline methods are chosen and carefully to teach lessons and promote positive behavior. And number 12, empowerment. Conscious parents empower their children by fostering independence and self-confidence. They encourage them to explore their interests and passions. Overall, conscious parenting is about being an emotionally attuned and supportive presence in your child's life, helping them develop into confident, empathetic, and self-aware individuals. It's a holistic approach that considers the child's emotional, psychological, and spiritual development with a strong emphasis on the parent's own personal growth and self-awareness. Love that. I'm telling you, that was literally like chef's kiss. And you can definitely rewind and re-listen to that if you need to take notes. Like, oh, so good. And here is what it said about autonomy. Basically being able to think for themselves and act from their own thoughts and beliefs and not controlled by others. That's my thoughts on that. 
but this is what it said. So autonomy refers to the ability or freedom of an individual or entity to make independent decisions and take actions based on their own judgment and preferences without undue influence, control, or coercion from others. Autonomy is often associated with self-governance and the capacity to determine one's own course of action in various aspects of life, including personal, moral, ethical, and professional choices. Here are some key points to understand about autonomy, and they listed eight points. Number one, independence. Autonomy implies a degree of independence or self-reliance. It means that individuals can make choices and decisions without being overly reliant on external authorities or influences. Two, and this is why autonomy is like, I am like all about it when it comes to our kids. Two, self-determination. Autonomy involves self-determination where individuals have the authority to decide their own goals, values, and priorities. They have the power to shape their own lives. (laughs) Three, respect for choice. Respecting autonomy means acknowledging and honoring the choices made by individuals, even if those choices differ from one's own beliefs or preferences. Four, informed decision-making. Autonomy is often linked to informed decision-making. To make autonomous decisions, individuals should have access to relevant information and be able to weigh the pros and cons of various options. Five, legal and ethical implications. Autonomy is a fundamental principle in ethics and is often considered a basic human right in many legal and medical contexts it is upheld as a a core principle and individuals are granted the right to make decisions about their own bodies, healthcare, and personal matters. Six, cultural and contextual variations. The degree of autonomy granted to individuals can vary significantly depending on cultural norms, societal values, and legal frameworks. In some cultures or situations, there may be greater emphasis on collective decision-making or authority figures making choices for individuals. Seven, autonomy in relationships. Autonomy is also important in interpersonal relationships. Healthy relationships typically involve a balance between autonomy and interdependence where individuals maintain their independence while also considering the needs and wishes of others. Also side note, I just want to say like conscious parenting is so important to me also because it's going to teach and set our kids up for their future relationships in life and they will have a modeled example of what a healthy relationship looks and feels like when you put in that effort to conscious parent your child. So I think that this is like huge for me and I just want to talk more and more about it and like shout it from the rooftops because I have been loving it so far. I'm not perfect, but I am just so grateful for this concept and the fact that I have found it and I have a lot of references that I can look to about this topic. And number eight, development aspect. Autonomy is an important developmental milestone, especially in childhood and adolescence. As individuals grow and mature, they gradually gain more autonomy in making decisions and taking responsibility for their lives. In summary, autonomy encompasses the capacity to make independent decisions, exercise self-determination, and have control over one's actions and choices. It is a fundamental concept in ethics, human rights, and personal development, and it plays a crucial role in various aspects of our lives from personal decision-making to legal and ethical considerations. Okay, that was a mouthful, but I absolutely love that. All about that. Definitely look into conscious parenting. Again, Mellow Mama, she's like one of my favorite ones to follow about this there's actually several i have definitely shared i I share things all the time to my stories of other people's posts talking about conscious parenting so if you don't already follow me on instagram watch my stories every day because i I kind of share about it a lot. I share other people's content that resonates with me, especially on the topic of conscious parenting and parenting in general. I'm always sharing stuff around that. So definitely keep a lookout on my stories because I share a little bit of context and my thoughts on those posts like when I do share it. So yeah, definitely follow along on that. And another thing I want to talk about in parenting 
parenting that I have learned or actually that I've noticed that has been really beneficial for me is patience. Whew, patience, like once you lean into it, don't resist it. Like literally lean into it as much as possible. Things will be so much easier. Like I'm telling you, just, just do it. If you are a mama to be, father to be, parent to be, whatever, or you desire to be a parent one day, start practicing it because it is a skill that is going to really, really make parenting so much easier for you and for your child too. Another thing that I love is child-led everything. I feel like I could get into a much bigger topic, get, get into this on another episode and like really go in depth about it, but literally child-led everything, like not forcing the child to do certain things. Like I said, with the feeding and sleeping and even play, I let them lead the way, do her thing. Obviously I'm there to help keep her safe if she's getting into something that she shouldn't or whatnot, but I'm, I never, I'm not like forcing her to do certain things, if that makes sense. And kind of just let her natural instincts guide her along her day and then I'm there just to help guide her or help stop her from hurting herself or harming herself or whatever if that makes sense. Another thing I don't do is I don't shame, I don't blame, and I don't punish. Like I said, look into conscious parenting. It's literally has, it's a game changer for me and I absolutely, like it resonates with me so much and I feel like it's the most effective way to parent and that's just my opinion. You can obviously form your own opinion on it, but I'm here just to spread awareness about it because I think it is so incredible and I think it's going to set up our children and the future generation of adults that are going to be running the world in when our kids get older, like they will be the next generation to be running everything. You know what I mean? So like, I think it's very, very important to set them up for success, to set them up for the skills and the ability to live a happy, healthy life and also be a good contribution to society. I think that's so important as well. But again, I feel like all these things I could really like dive deep into on another podcast. So I just kind of just want to like touch on this. Another thing that I stopped doing when I... Well, actually when Liv turned one was I would track everything in an app called the baby track. I think it's called the baby tracker. But basically when you do give birth, they give you a piece of paper at the hospital, track all of their poopy diapers, track all of their feedings and whatnot and their sleep as well. And I kind of just like from day one, when they gave that to me, I transferred it all to the app and I just continuously tracked it on the app. It's actually easier on the app because you're able to start a timer and a timer. And then it gives you all this information and like charts and whatnot. And you're able, to really see more detail about it your child's you know development and all that stuff so I highly recommend that but I actually stopped that when she turned one I might start it up again just to see where she's at with like sleep but her nap schedule or whatever or she doesn't really have a schedule but basically her naps and whatnot just to see how long she's sleeping for every day but it's just easier to just I kind of just go off of her cues and intuition and kind of just like play by ear and that is just works great for me this season of my parenting journey <laughs> but yeah definitely recommend that I want to read a quote that I saw actually I have no idea where I pulled this from honestly I don't even know where it came from but it's in my notes so I'm gonna read it <laughs> research shows that a child's development during the first three years is foundational being that primary caregiver providing one-on-one -on -one attention and engaging in interactive play it's a privilege that sets the stage for a lifetime of learning these years are an investment that pays dividends I don't know where I got this quote but I hallelujah on that because I I believe so strongly about that I feel like their childhood is literally gonna set them up set their future up their adulthood up for good or for for worse like for for good or for bad you know what I mean so I do not take that lightly that 
especially her first year of life. Obviously her entire childhood and even early adulthood into adulthood, obviously I will always be there for her and always take our relationship very, very seriously. However, the first three years are the most foundational and that is just so, so important to me and I'm very aware of that and do my best to make sure that I am giving her the care and the love especially that she needs. And yeah, so <laughs> those are my thoughts on that. One thing that I really, really struggle with though is the constant interruption. It's one thing that I have been trying so hard to give myself grace around because prioritizing her means that sometimes the house isn't always in tip-top shape and it also means that I fall behind on my own goals. Like my content, for instance, it's been a few weeks since I put up a podcast, but we've been sick for a week or so. She was sick and it took her a little bit longer to get over it and she's been very clingy. And so that kind of got pushed back. And also my blog and my personal brand that I'm trying to build. I think my path is just taking much longer because of it. And I wish I could go back to before becoming a parent and literally just shake the younger me and be like, you have no idea how much free time you have. Soak it up and really take advantage of it because once you have kids, it's out the window. So if you're listening to this right now and you don't have kids yet, or maybe you are expecting kids soon, I'm telling you right now, girl, soak it up. <laughs> take advantage of it because once that child comes, they're literally going to be your whole world and everything else is going to be on the back burner. Not like necessarily on the back burner, but like it's not going to be priority anymore. And a lot of things that you took for granted before becoming a parent is you're just going to be like, oh, I can't even believe that I took that for granted. <laughs> but with that being said, I hope that something stuck with you from this episode and something resonated. I will say I am far from the perfect parent, but I do want to be the best parent that I can be. And I realize it's a constant learning process and I can only be better than the parent I was yesterday and I love sharing this to hopefully help your journey as a parent to help better your journey and your relationship with your child and also just your parenting style and techniques and whatnot and my prayer is that I'm able to impact you on your journey <laughs> in parenthood and yeah so just remember you are their biggest role model and they look up to you for everything and just give them the unconditional love that they so deserve and they will live a happier life for that so I don't know where you're at on your parenting journey whether you are a first-time parent expecting parent seasoned parent or future parent I just really hope that this message today resonated with you and I am excited to dive into more parenting content across all of my platforms for you and if you did enjoy this episode I would love to hear your thoughts definitely tag me on your stories or send me a message on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you and connect more on the topic. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.